Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. Graham Hand is the managing editor of First Links Australia, one of my favourite investing newsletters. In this quick tip, I invited Graham to respond to a listener question about stocks, ETFs, bonds, cash, property, and how they should be balanced when constructing a portfolio. The interview was a couple of years ago, so the part about bonds is a little out of date, but the rest contains good, sensible, high-fibre investing encouragement. And because this is a weekend, um, I haven't closed the door, which is why you can hear my wife playing the harp and possibly some birds in the background. The way I think about investing, Phil, I, I have a sort of six-step process which I always keep in mind. And if, if anyone wants to have a dinner conversation, um, I start at that point. And I always start by saying, well, what, what do you want to achieve with your investing? Because if, if you're 25 years old and you want to buy a, a house in a couple of years and you're saving for a deposit, you don't really have much choice other than keep it into cash. And just accept at the moment, you're going to be lucky to get half a percent. And that's just the way the world is at the moment. Because if you're desperate for a house, you don't want to lose 20 or 30% on your deposit and compromise your main goal. But if you're 40 years old and you're putting you know, 10% of your income into superannuation, the rest is your living expenses plus perhaps paying off your home loan then your investment side of that, you really should try and think of that as a 30-year plan. So you're 40 years old, you're going to need the money when you're 70. And so the first thing I always say is, what's your goal? Because that's totally dependent. I mean, I've got a 34-year-old daughter who's saving for a house, and you know she's got a very conservative portfolio as a consequence. So having decided that, then I would say, what's your risk appetite? Because there's no point in saying, uh, I need to save for the long run, so I'm quite happy to go into shares. But the moment the market falls 20%, you panic and, and sell. And that sort of buying and selling and you know buying in euphoria and selling at the bottom, that's what often undermines a good investment uh, plan. And so you've got to know your risk appetite, not when times are good, but how are you going to react when the market's down? The reality is that the, the market has a 10% correction every couple of years. So don't think that corrections are unusual. And it actually has a 50% correction every 20 years. So everyone should expect that from the stock market holdings. So no, know your goals, understand your risk appetite. And then we get on to what you just mentioned, Phil, about asset allocation and portfolio construction. And I talk about asset allocation being the broad categories that you mentioned, bonds, shares, property. And having decided on that, then what specific assets would you put into each of those categories? So that's where I get into um, the sort of things that your listener has asked about. Now, assets, even though you can find them on the share market, assets are different styles of investments. I mean, most people think of the share market as being where you invest your money, but let's just go through just uh, briefly. There's bonds, 
There's property, fixed income. They're the, they're the broad categories. They're the main ones, the traditional. Yes. Then you get a whole range of what you might call alternatives. And each one of these has their own risk return characteristics. And generally, you would say that the least risky is cash, but you get the lowest return. The issue with bonds at the moment, where you would traditionally say that's a defensive, lower risk um, asset, is that interest rates are very low. And if interest rates were to rise, then the capital on a longer-term bond would be eroded. I never get that, that, that idea that, you know, when interest rates go up, bonds go down. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it, just, that's a broad thing to keep in mind, isn't it, about bonds? Exactly, yeah. yeah. They're great when the interest rates are low. Well, the perfect world that I've invested in in the past is you get 10% on your bonds, right? Mm. And then what you might categorize as a 50-50 portfolio, say 50% growth, 50% defensive. The so-called defensive part of it, the bond part of it, if you were to get 10%, fantastic. I mean, even 5% would be, would be fine. The portfolio construction um, problem we have at the moment is that defensive part of the portfolio, cash, term deposits, bonds, to some extent property, is very low yielding. And people would say, well, what do I do about that? And the answer to that is, that's the way it is. You know, there's, there's no magic um, putting in the investing world. If you want to start to get more from your bonds, you have to take more risk. And then you have the problem that you may not be repaid your, your principal. But just to continue that uh, journey on risk and return, if you want the higher returns that equities normally deliver over time, then you have to accept some short-term risk. But going back to my earlier point, if, you, if you're able to think about your investing over decades, say 30 years, then you can tolerate some of that short-term risk in the confidence that over time your portfolio will probably do well. Well, having been in the market for 40 years, I have developed no skill whatsoever in forecasting the market. I would say to people, if you enjoy that, you know, if, if you think you're good at it, if you think you can listen to the news in the morning and work out what happened in the United States and that guides your investing, well, give it your best shot. You know, who am I to tell you what to do and if you enjoy it? I don't think I've seen anyone who can do it um, consistently long long term and i absolutely promise you i could paint a, a scenario that is positive and negative and it's all a bit of a rave and i very often see commentators say on the other hand this and on the other hand that that's why i say it's not about the next three or six months it's about the next 30 years and it's true isn't it so many commentators they they hedge their bets. You listen to someone talking, and I think we've got here a, a, an excellent one. This is um, a famous business columnist who shall remain unnamed. And what did he say? Well, it says th this was uh, the headline um, where it was like behind the share correction. So you think you're going to get some insight. And it starts, it's not a fundamental reversal. But if this correction turns nasty, things could get much worse. <laughs> I mean, what does that tell you? <laughs> That's excellent, isn't it? So forecasting is a mugs game. And I guess this is part of the point is you've got to have that view that you've got to be in there for a long time. And this graph, which we're referring to as well, the most important thing to avoid, the real investor strategy. Yeah, and you see this a lot in financial markets where people get confident and they buy when the market's high. And I worked for a, a Colonial First State for 12 years, and we would see this all the time. When the market fell, um, people would panic and you get heavy redemptions. 
And then the market slowly recovers. And a couple of years later, the market's higher and they start to invest again. And Kerr Nielsen of Platinum, you know, very well-known uh, fund manager, got his analyst to do a check on the flows within the Platinum funds. And he worked out that if you weighted the returns according to when people actually invested and when they, uh, with, when they withdrew, they would have earned 6% less than if they just stayed in the fund all the time. This is a few years ago. And so you see these patterns repeat regularly. If you found this podcast helpful, please tell a friend, especially if it's someone who needs to start thinking about investing for their future. You'll be helping them and helping me to keep this show on the road. Shares for Beginners is for information and educational purposes only. It isn't financial advice and you shouldn't buy or sell any investments based on what you've heard here. Any opinion or commentary is the view of the speaker only, not shares for beginners. This podcast doesn't replace professional advice regarding your personal financial needs, circumstances or current situation. And thank you for listening to my podcast. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.